Welcome to Design Party, your one-stop shop for everything product design. I'm your host, Antonian, and Ben is back. It's all three of us today. It's not only me and somebody else. We have Vitaly and we have Helena. Hello. Hello. Hello, hello. And we didn't publish a new episode for a couple of weeks now, or maybe even three, because we really wanted to do this episode together because we're going to talk about Figma Config 2023. Oh. oh yeah slaying can commence now <laughs> or not you have like positive points to say or yeah yeah yeah. i think we could do like you know highlights and and letdowns oh that's such a great way of looking at things so i think we can break down the whole uh config intro talk from dylan uh into three major points so variables prototyping and then dev mode and everything that comes for developers. So that said, let's start with the hottest topic of the year, variables. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Helena, did you watch uh, this intro video from Figma? No. No? Have you tried variables? I have not. What are some questions you may have about variables? What is your impression? Um, so my impression is I didn't really follow the config. I just followed the main features because I wanted to be out of the whole uh, circle jerk of... Hype train, hype train. <laughs> yeah, it's just incredibly annoying. I understand why it existed because it was the first huge thing after COVID and everybody wanted to do it and everybody wanted to be there. But it's just like me and I don't have the energy for that. So um, I just generally have positive uh, opinions because I'm not in anything that's not interesting to me. <laughs> I think that's a sentence. Uh, it's a stupid <laughs> sentence, but <laughs> yeah. Basically, I haven't been exposed to anything that's annoying and I just saw the promo videos and... I think it's nice. The variables look kind of cool. I'm excited to try them. I have one thing to say though. So I wanted to try out some stuff for the prototyping on my private account. And I noticed that it's only available for the paid accounts. So oh. you have to pay in order to do the extra prototyping and everything. I'm not really too happy about that because now I'm how am I going to try this out do I just pay for Figma for my private stuff or do I use my work account how am I going to handle this so um yeah from that side that's the only downside that I have but generally it looks kind of nice I'm (laughs) excited to try it I just need to find the time to do it that's all yeah, it's a little bit uh, interesting times to publish all of this novelty stuff because it's summer, so people like to take some time off, do something else than stare at the computer. But mm-hmm. uh, I think Vitaly and I had uh, a chance to play with variables a little bit, and I wrote down some thoughts that I have, and I already have some plugin ideas and all of that. So maybe maybe I can share what I think about variables. Please, so do share. Uh, it's definitely a step into the right direction. Like this is what we needed many, many years ago already. So it's awesome to see they're finally doing something about it. So it's uh, really positive. 
I know it's still in beta, but it's quite basic. It's basically styles, but dispersed a little bit differently in the interface. There's literally no advanced or very, very, very useful things that uh, every company needs, such as connecting those variables with code source to kind of keep them in sync. That's a complex feature to have, but this is something that every company would need because how many times we design something using components that we have in Figma, and then when developers create the PR or you see it in production, it looks a little bit different or totally different. Uh, that's because because we don't have this sync between code, whatever happened in code and, and Figma. Until that happens, we will still bump our heads uh, into a wall. So let's see, maybe maybe after beta, um, we will have some sort of connection between code as well. What do you think, Vitali? Yeah, I mean, we don't have the enterprise level. I know that there's some sort of an API, but I get the impression that it'll be kind of like that you'll have to use Figma as a central source of truth versus it connecting to another place and getting the variable information from there. So I think that was a bit disappointing that it's only for the enterprise level because that is not cheap. But I understand it's the first iteration. It's funny because I agree with you, Antonio, that it's like very, it's missing a lot of essential stuff. But at the same time, there's like things that it does that is, it's really crazy because now you can handle translations within Figma. You can handle theming and it has aliasing. No, you cannot handle translations within Figma only if you are like really, really small company. Yeah, no, but that's what I mean. Like it's technically possible, you know, like it's not practically necessarily the best solution, but it is possible and because you can have text value value strings. But what I was getting to, though, is that you still don't have typographic variables. Yeah. So you don't have... Uh, Shadows, gradients. So many borders. Like, there's so many variable um, tokens yeah. or types that are missing uh, that it really is clearly and obviously better. And um, I agree that it's a bit uh, of a shame that a lot of these things are for paid users only, and also that there's this weird limit that if you don't have enterprise, you can only have four variable sets, and then if you have enterprise, you get 40. <laughs> like, what? That's weird what? to limit these things. Like, it's not that it will, they, they have a hog on resources if you have a little bit more of collections. It's like pure in business decision, I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I kind of understand with the prototyping limitations that like it's we've been so blessed that Figma for so long has been so equal for free and for paid users. Uh, like shared libraries was pretty much the only thing that was limited uh, to the pro versions and and then analytics for components and use and whatnot. But now there's definitely like a clearer uh, segmentation where with the free stuff, like, yeah, you can make prototypes, you can make all these things. But um if you want the, the 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 big boy toys, so to say, the 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 pro level stuff, then you gotta pay up, and yeah, I mean it's it's definitely a new chapter. It feels like overnight Figma has transformed into almost like a no code uh, tool, almost with the min max variables, the auto layout, um, which uh, really feels like a significant upgrade, even though they're so basic. And I'm really happy that I called it of how they're going to implement variables into the dropdown in an earlier episode when we were talking about how design tokens might be implemented um, into Figma. 
but I still feel like it's a long way to go. Very, very long way until they become like super useful and not glorified styles mm. pretty much. And it takes so long to build the variables. Yeah, what the what the fuck with this? Like, uh, they're like, hey, there are variables. And then they didn't even provide like automatic converter from styles. Then like just build it from scratch. I'm not going to type in. I'm not going to yeah. type that. What the fuck? Not only that. Yeah. You cannot switch a style into a variable until you unlink it. Yeah, you need to do some wizardry. Hmm. I used two plugins to uh, create variables from my color styles. And then also I had to use another plugin called Destroyer to kind of unlink a style that was still attached. So yeah. I think the implementation at this point is horrendous uh, better <laughs> it's, it's worse what? than better i have a feeling that every time figma has a large drop you have to go and redo your whole file yeah yeah mm. yeah i hate it was, that it was the same thing with auto layout and there was one thing more uh i think when variations came uh again go back in and redo everything why yep. is there no uh. backwards compatibility or something or just give us a way to fix things I don't yeah, like want a transition to waste time wizard. in the file, yeah. Yeah, that's a, I mean, they could offer like some sort of converters, generator, generators from uh, existing stuff, but because Figma is so ambiguous tool, I think it, for them it's like pretty much impossible to predict all cases and then make a tool yeah. that will work for all. So I give them that because people make like UI kits or design systems in all kinds of ways. Yeah, and it feels like in a way they're more targeting these things for like the new stuff versus like there is some stuff like it's a bit uh, skipping to the dev mode, but I do like how they utilize sections uh, to to, uh, to kind of like have the ready for development toggle on there. So because I had been using sections already for organizing my work, that was a, an easy transition. Although I have to say, why, why is there no need to input or other tags? Why is there only ready for dev and nothing else? Sometimes I need to talk, so what happens then? Uh, actually, uh, I use emojis, and then when I have a section, I have like a red, green, yellow light in front of the section name, and then that's the signification that... That's a good hack. No, that's wonderful. I, I've, I've also used something similar to that, like the color of the section mm -hmm. background and stuff, but the frustrating thing is that now in dev mode, you have the left panel where you don't have just layers, you have your ready for development section. And so it would be so nice to have needs attention for input section, uh, which can't really be like you have to teach processes versus the tool having a clearly defined area for something. And that's a bit frustrating. Yeah. But one more little uh, uh, uppercut for the frustrations and limitations of variables is that you uh, you cannot copy styles where you have variables and then paste them to something else, and then have the variables be linked. Whereas with styles, that does work and everything else. But because this is so new and in beta, they didn't think to maybe link it with their copy-pasting system that they've built. It's barely holding together. <laughs> but uh, but they for effort. It's you know, a, they're, it's yeah, a, they're it's trying. It's a good effort. thing. Good effort. Can't wait to see more. Yeah. I have a feeling that developers got a lot more than designers this time. Uh -huh. uh, they got uh, dev mode. It's like a completely new interface where developers can do all kinds of wizardry. But I have to say that uh, I wonder what prompted Figma to create a whole new UI 
like revamp of UI to accommodate developers because existing tooling was more than sufficient to figure things out. But then I think it was more a problem in attitude. I think developers in general don't consider Figma as their own tool, but something designers use, you know, those pesky creatures. Uh, and I never met a developer who was excited excited about Figma features or talked about Figma or uh, went to their really good YouTube channel where they have so much content related to how to use, how to handle. Like they make very particular videos. You spend 10 minutes and you get it. It's it's that easy. But they don't even do that. And this is why we have like these broken handoffs, people being unhappy, designs being poorly implemented and so forth. And then here comes Figma, drops completely new interface for developers. But if these people consider that design tool, not their tool, I mean, what's the point? Hmm. I mean, I can see that. I think that like bringing the kind of dev mode, you know, this is a dedicated space for you. I think that there was some leaps and bounds that they did that made it more approachable versus the inspect tool where like, for example, they flattened the SVG icons. When you click on something, it zooms in. It kind of, but I think that, I don't know if it's dev mode or PM mode, honestly, because I remember the discussion that we had, especially about the, the, the tweet about the guy who was like, commenting in Figma and being open is destroying design for me. And I'm like, you're really going to hate dev mode because it has compared changes. It says, when's the last update been to the frame you've selected? But I think these are fantastic developments where it makes it more transparent what work has been done and where it's been done and what it actually looks like in terms of how it affects the ultimate interface. Yeah, I think that's great. This compare views is excellent. It makes developers much more self-sufficient and like we don't need to hold handhold them through literally every pixel implementation. So I love that. I think it's great. Yeah. Hey, one one um one thing about prototyping. I was quite excited when they said, Hey, now we are introducing conditional flows because I was waiting for that for years. But then mm-hmm. I soon realized that uh, it's so basic conditional flows that I can't even can't even use it in my designs because I need to interact with inputs and Figma doesn't support interacting with inputs in in prototypes so that's like for me. But one thing that I noticed is they didn't do anything when it comes to animation. So what do you think? Um, do they even want to invest in animation or not? I don't know. I think weird. they do. I think they're moving towards it. Uh, hey, when are we going to mention Figma and Adobe? Did we just forget about that? What about it? Like that Adobe is basically killing XD and... But XD everybody no knew more. that. But everybody knew. No? Yeah, we didn't know that, but it was just confirmed I, a few I knew weeks that. ago. Hmm. It, it was announced. I know that you knew that, like, <laughs> but it was confirmed. <laughs> Aha, confirmed. Uh, okay, Helena, yeah. then share the news. Adobe is killing XD, but Adobe still didn't buy Figma because somebody is blocking it. Somebody's then... blocking it. Well, it's a big process. Yeah. You know? I know how it goes. Been there, done that, but like, <laughs> do you have some information for you? Yeah, who is blocking it? Build the beach. Uh, I might need a quick lookup, but I would say that. Probably the European Union or someone Why? else is blocking it because it's just a f- Adobe buying direct competition, which is monopoly. Yeah, yeah, it's totally so, that. 
Yeah, it's kind of like the Microsoft Activision deal in the U.S. being blocked yeah, as well. Yeah, the same thing. The same thing. So the deal didn't go through just yet. And then I'm thinking once it does come through, it might get good animation stuff because then there might be some other implementations with other Adobe um, software. You mean like button animating After Effects? Oh my God, people would hate that. I mean, but there was a, a Lottie plugin, I think, released fairly recently, too, which okay. was just direct for Figma. So it is for animations. I don't know. People are still trying to find their way around. Mm. Well, I feel like they really dropped the ball when it came to, like, implementing variables and animation, like, trying to consider it, like, um, you don't really get smart animates when you have variable, like, so, for example, you, you, you put a uh, a variable for button width so that you can hide the minus if there's zero, right? And then if you have you have the plus to add more. So uh, so the width of the button, if item is zero, then, you know, make width zero. And then it just snaps. It's just instant. There's no animating. There's no way to animate it. Um, I think it's kind of cool that they've made it so that you can have multiple actions happen from one click, but you can still not have two different click instances in one prototype that if you click then there's this one set of actions that happen and it, when you click another set of actions it has to come consecutive or like in that one click action it's very frustrating that's too crude that's too basic i mean that's only for like some very small project projects maybe like there is not a single enterprise level company who can use that effectively in their designing i know what i'm talking about uh, yeah, so this animation completely uh, disappointed me, like a complete lack of new features in animation. That means, I don't know, if I want to really animate something, I, I again need to export to Protopie and then lose a few hours setting things up there. Mm. Not fun, however you turn it. What, what do you think about this animation? Do you ever animate something? Is that something only interesting to me or...? No, no, no. It's definitely interesting to me as well because I like to animate, but I didn't have that much uh, opportunity slash it wasn't recognized. Uh, but the animation and generally the prototyping is a very, very powerful tool that we have because we can imagine how something is going to work on static images mm -hmm. and then when you have to communicate that to someone who doesn't have the same amount of visualization, then you can just send a prototype and it looks great. The more animation it has, the more bubbly and polished it's going to look like. So animation definitely is a necessity. We have also not touched the the, the size <laughs> changes and the wrap. Have you tried it? Ah, uh, yeah. Have they been maps? Yeah, I, I tried it. Like I clicked on it, like I clicked on wrap, but then you need to go into upper section of right panel mm -hmm. to uh, modify like min max and all of that and I didn't have time I, I just clicked so I, I never really tried it but I'm happy that they introduced that because it will reduce the number of redundant photo layout frames that I have so that's nice yeah. yeah that's really nice that's good that's a great one I have to say it's really interesting mm -hmm. to me that they dropped such a massive update for developers who already had really good access to Figma. They just didn't want to learn a bit more how to use it. But at the same time, we have localization and content like UX copy designers who still 
don't have any specific features in Figma, like literally zero, this much, nothing for them. So I find that very weird, to be quite honest. Mm. It's not something that every company needs or wants, but you know, I'm, this. Yeah, I think that's maybe the issue. Like we're going back to the ambiguity of everything. And this is probably something that's more requested or more applicable to a larger market scale. But then, but look, this is a feature for definitely like enterprise level customers who pay the most mm -hmm. money. So I would assume yeah. that they will create features to accommodate uh, this very complex schemes in such companies. I mean, uh, if you ask me, we have dev mode. We should also have um, PM mode, content designer mode, lo localization modes, mode, different modes, right? For different people. Mm -hmm. Let's see what's the link that Helena shared. Something from Verge. UK regulators. Oh, okay. So that's the topic that Helena mm -hmm. mentioned about blocking. They have until Thursday to address the CMA's concerns or risk facing a deeper investigation that can block the merger. Wow. Block the merger. Trauma. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, in this in this kind of uh, deals, that they have such tremendous lawyer teams. Mm. I just yeah. don't see a way that anybody would be able to block this from happening when so much money is involved. To be quite honest, I don't trust legislators. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I don't think any anything is going to happen with this. It's just going to go through. But it's interesting that it's happening, and it's interesting that it happened on the week of config. By the way, we are still on the verge. It okay. says, both companies have argued that Adobe isn't a significant competitor to Figma. Lying Ouch. much? Lying much? Ouch. Oh, come on. I mean, uh, XD was never really a competition. It's the same tool. Of course, it's competition. I mean... Ugh. Yeah, I mean, the only benefit really was, aside from the speech or voice <gasps> recognition, Whoa. whatever the majig is, uh, that it could work locally. So there were some companies that, because of um, data privacy issues, yeah. working with sensitive like government or defense contract stuff, that they can't use Figma, uh, and thus they were on Adobe XD. But I have to say uh, that there has been, let's say, uh, more uh, requests for proposals for getting into Figma because now that it's been official that XD won't be continued. They are making the transfer to, to Figma. And there was that, uh, what was it called? What was it, Penpilot or something like this? The open source Figma? Penpot. Penpot, yeah. Yeah, so I think I like that's the only game. It. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really clunky. It's it's really... It's horrible. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, it. Blender used to be terrible and it's much better now. So it's still terrible. But compared to how terrible <laughs> it was. Hey, like, after you try Spline to make, like, a fucking cube that has re reflections, you're like, why am I, like, doing this cube in Blender for three weeks already? I mean, yeah. the interface is still very, very bad. But, um... But just to, to say that, like, as as far as, like, real competitors, I, I would say maybe it's Framer uh, as the only real alternative currently, and even that's, like, such a frustrating experience compared <laughs> to Figma. But uh, Framer is competitor only in maybe like this percentage i'm just showing very small yeah, i wouldn't small say they're a direct competition no but okay but it, so where i'm coming from is that if someone says uh i don't want to use figma for whatever reason what else could i use aside from sketch 
<laughs> what could you like really suggest? Pen pot and then Lunacy Editor. That's really good for beginners. Mm, I don't know Which if one? I've tried Lunacy. Lunacy is from Icon 8. It's really good. Ah, okay, okay. It's uh, really good for like small. Yeah, I can feel like a small creator of something. Like they have, because they have so many assets of like icons, illustrations, and all of that. It's really great, like really like. And they have all the features like auto layout and all of that, like Figma does. <laughs> but this is definitely not for startups or mm-hmm. big companies. No way. Mm. But it's it's really interesting. I, I hope it will go somewhere. They, they're very on the visual side of things. If you want to create mm-hmm. maybe a website, then illustrations and all of that. It's, it's actually quite nice. They're, they're really putting a lot of effort. I did review of Lunacy like a year ago or something. And they even, they found my video on YouTube and they even commented, oh my God, thank you so much for reviewing. Like, let us know what you think and blah, blah, blah. So I like it. They're kind of cute. <laughs> yeah. Not for me, but I like it. Hmm. But for example, what I don't, don't like with Benpot, it's like a design tool. It looks like fucking toilet. Come on. It's a design tool, but it should have nice design. Just That's a bit harsh. <laughs> I, there are some nice toilets, I have to say. <laughs> so, <laughs> a bad toilet, public toilet. <laughs> I don't know. I'm very distracted if the UI that I'm using is broken, ugly. I'm distracted and I can't be productive in such environment. I mean, for me, it's not even so much how it looks. It's like that I can't use my keyboard shortcuts. You know, yes. I can't use like option A to align left. It drives me mad. Like I've become so accustomed because in Figma, it's like the only tool that I've ever found where the tool keeps up almost with my train of thought, especially with auto layout, with tidy up, uh, smart selectors. Like there's so many little things that make Figma so powerful in what it does. Mm-hmm. So I'm, 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 hoping that it gets more uh, like strong competition because I think that's best for everybody. Uh, that's, I think, is my biggest uh, worry. Not necessarily that Adobe cripples Figma, which of course it may, but I think it's more realistic that Figma stagnates and and becomes more kind of like Jira, just adding all this complexity on top of uh, a tool that works and that that or like Trello, what what Atlassian did to it, that like you take a very simple thing that works and then it just becomes complicated because it's trying to fit the mold of PMs and management and C-suite people, not the people who are actually using it and getting use from it. Do you suggest then that all these different stakeholders in a team have like some different tools that they would use to kind of interact with designs and then do something and delegate? Well, I think that, you know, the, the, the human-centric approach of, like, really understanding the users and the different uh, user groups. So I think, like, what you were saying, that there's dev mode, uh, PM mode, uh, copywriter mode, and these things maybe is m- more akin to the solution that I would hope for versus trying to shove everything into a right-click menu, for example. Yeah, I mean, there should be, they should revamp or upgrade the admin interface a bit and introduce all this. How they revamp the interface for developers Every stakeholder should have the same revamp. And then when user joins, you you select, okay, this is a PM. Their interface is completely different. Okay, content designer joins. Uh, their interface is completely different. Designer joins. And that is what we use right now. That would solve not having 10,000 tools yeah. for every user to interact in the whole workflow. But then again, you get the monopoly thing where... You have one tool that tries to do everything right, but can they do it right? 
I mean, I was genuinely very mad when Figma uh, implemented the voice chat because why would you need a voice chat? Why? There are so many good tools around you that already have that. Why do you need to shove it in? So in my opinion, it would be just too much to shove everything inside of Figma again. Uh, some things I definitely do agree, like from the production stuff, um, for the UX writing and for making sure that all of the text strings are in one place, that does make sense. But then again, can you somehow implement that with some other program? Like, could there be a Notion integration? Could there be, uh, I don't know, something else integration? Well, maybe you're like referring to like uh, digital and what was the one that they, uh, you were using in your previous workplace for um, localization? Phrase. Phrase. There is no digital is localized. They bought that company. Oh, well, there's okay, there only like two big players in localization market, uh, localized and phrase. Phrase is the bigger one. Oh, no, it's another. They, they, they still exist. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Ditto still exists. I think that it's the highest quality solution for like uh, content management or like local text string management within Figma slash dev environment. And I think that definitely I'm happy that uh, dev mode came with support for plugins for that end of it. Um, it's, I think, you know, one solution of it is that instead of trying to put everything into that one tool, you allow the tool to be extended upon but then you come across the whole, you know, first class citizen, second class citizen, like plugins will always be uh, lesser to the native functionality, just like iOS apps will never be as uh, integrated as Apple's own programs um, inside the operating system because they have access to all the bells and whistles that uh, outsiders don't. I was looking for this Ditto for a year and I couldn't find it. I was writing Ditto, Ditto, Ditto. Nothing came on Google. Maybe you sure. just wanted to play Pokemon. Yeah, like I was getting that, like uh, purple monsters. <laughs> I, I really need this uh, link. Thanks, th thanks for finding it because uh, yeah, it's not <laughs> it's not uh, SEO optimized their their name. Uh, but great that they exist. It is uh, so. Why this Dido is the best localization tool? Uh, because it's smaller team, it's agile, and they fix problems that these bigger old companies just don't want to solve because they have clients. Mm. It's high uh, cost of switching, and they don't have to do shit. <laughs> they know companies will not pull the plug because it's so deeply integrated in their systems that they can't. Uh, so, yeah, so we have these situations uh, where... These like really old, really big companies are like having this like very uh, insignificant updates. Like they're doing something, but they're so slow, monotone, and they're not really addressing the issue. This is where Figma is right now. It's no longer a small, agile startup. Uh, they had updates every week, uh, but now it's like slower. Everything's broken. Not, nothing is backwards compatible because they have probably 10,000 PMs and teams and everybody's working in their own silo and boom, here we are. Please, anxiety attacks. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I also got Dear a little bit. Lord. <laughs> well, How do uh, we fix the industry? Well, because uh, this sounds like shit, honestly. 
uh, well, what's that XK, XKCD uh, call make? You know, there's 13 competing ve- uh, standards. Like, uh, we must fix this. And then now there are 14 competing standards. You know? Yeah. So the solution is always, you know, another tool. We never fix anything as humanity. We just move on to the next thing. I mean, we still haven't. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about the tool. I'm talking about the approach because every tool is like this. They start out small. It's nice. It's cool. Everybody loves it. Then they grow kind of, oh, we could abolish money. money No, no, but but that's the thing. But but that's the thing, you know, like, did we ever fix Sketch? No, we moved to Figma. Figma won't be fixed. They'll come the next tool that will solve it better. That's a bit harder. Again, no, I don't want to fix the tools. I don't care about the tools. How do we fix the humanity? Why is this a normal thing? Why is this a thing? But it's I always cannot. been like that. It's always been like that. That well, doesn't make it right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, who said it? I mean, I thought we were talking about humanity. <laughs> I mean, righteousness <laughs> in, na- in nature doesn't... I just watched the nature documentary, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> nature feeds mothers and daughters with mothers and daughters. Like, all we can do is try to make it better. And I think that it's just the nature of things. Like, I think, okay, one thing that I think... It, it's not... Uh, the silver lining you're looking for, but it's the one I can provide. So when I lived in Tanzania, they were using mobile pay in 2010, you know, and they never got a telecommunications network, the traditional one with uh, poles and wires going. And so they just skipped that whole step and went straight into uh, like mobile phones and and wireless telecommunications. And so, you know, we don't necessarily always fix it, but we don't have to repeat all the mistakes. We can just go to the, the 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 forefront. And I think that that's, if you think about how Figma is built and how it solved so many of the issues by having a fresh approach, like, no, we're not trying to bring immediately 3D text art. We are focused on real-time collaborating with simple shapes, but that have a connection to how they exist in the document object model on your browser. This was the great aha that created a lot of value. So I think that it's just the nature of things that the longer something exists, the more complicated. I mean, look at the iPhone. Look, at, have you? When's the last time you went to the settings page? You know, like that. Every used day. To, it used Literally to be so yesterday. simple. It used to be so simple, but now you don't even. You have to scroll up to see the search bar, and you need that search to be able to find the most obscure settings. Like everything becomes complicated through time. But yes, but what is the solution to that? We don't like that. Why we have like companies that are cute and small and produce everything that we want and make us happy, solve our problems. And then, of course, due to popularity, uh, they become big, they get more money, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, bruh, then it's that it's a crash of system. Nothing works. They have never. The key is to only to be a hipster and only use things that are good but not yet popular and then just move on to the next good but not That's yet so popular annoying. thing. That's so annoying. I don't want to do that. I know. Oh my God. I know, but I honestly, I've been having kind of fun lately with different apps and trying out new things because I've been so uh, complacent in my life until now. Because I mean, not until now, for the past couple of years because this works, this works, this works. I'm just not going to change anything. And then... Reddit stopped working. So what do I do now? I have to test out different applications. I have to test out new things. Twitter is shit. Let's try out Mastodon. Let's do this. Let's try out posts. So I think it's kind of refreshing because people are trying to remodel how we approach things right now. So a lot of people are unhappy with the 
here is a giant mold that you should all fit in and diverging into smaller, happier communities. That's my feeling at the Momo. That's a that's a good um, like thinking there. However, I want to bring us back to our jobs. We are designers and we have this one tool that everybody uses. What would be like, what's the next best thing we can try? We can't. But actually, we can. So what's the next best thing you can try? You can try using something that's very, very low fidelity and then create a design with that. And then you can move into Framer, create a high fidelity design. So you can skip Figma from that side. Like, I, I think there are possibilities. We shouldn't just watch that everybody has to use Figma. I mean, I do agree that we have to, but there could be alternatives. We just need to find them. I think the design is going to evolve. Film Figma isn't the end all for the next 10 years. But for me, at least, it seems like it is because all, all other tools have only a fraction of features of Figma. Like, I mean, Sketch didn't listen. And where are they now? I they're dead. They're, they're nowhere on the map. They were ruling the design industry. Now they have fraction of, of people and they're yeah, doing but, really uh, bad. That's a different, I think, problem because they didn't want to keep up with the times. And Figma does want to keep up with the times. It's just the times are changing so fast. And I don't know. The AI is going to come. They're going to run us over. So, And, and that's the thing also that it's Figma is no longer trying to just tackle designer issues. They're also tackling dev issues and PM issues, enterprise issues. Yeah. And 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 that is the thing. But I, I I like the conversation of what do we do as designers because I think that it's important for us to stay focused on that not a single end user sees anything we do in Figma. And so we shouldn't be too beholden to the tool. We should try to minimize the time we spend there and maximize collaborating with developers and helping build the actual code base because that is ultimately what people see. And in many ways, Figma is just a tool to communicate what kind of experiences or um, layouts, services we want uh, to, to take shape as, uh, want it to take shape as. That's so depressing what you just said. <laughs> I mean, Break on one hand, me. What's it's great, on but uh, the depressing part is that you have to be aware that not one person is going to see your work. And it's like, that's very true. None of my work is going to be seen. So what is uh, the thing that I leave behind? The, Cry, the way tears. that people interact? So that's also going to be influenced by, I'm a developer. I don't really want to do this right now, so I'm just not going to do this and then say this is not going to happen. But I have to disagree there, Helena, because uh, I mean, I'd say that if you can't see any of your work in the final product, then yeah, the question is what what is the value? But I mean, ultimately, the things that are born into the code ideally come from the layouts, the designs, the research and communication that we do with dev the developers uh, in creating it. So even though it's not you know, it's like the the architect, none of their work is in the building, but the building wouldn't exist yeah. without their work. Okay, in ideal world, I, th I think architects have a little bit more trust from their peers um, <laughs> than product designers, for sure. Um, but anyways, I wonder, you know, I, I approach designing very technically. So when Figma started, they just copied uh, Sketch's interface 
like the properties were exactly the same. But then I wonder why? Why don't you copy uh, what you have in, in Inspector in like Google Chrome or something? Why don't you copy CSS properties? All of them. And why don't you allow me to use, I don't know, animation as I can in browser in three seconds? Why do I need to have a separate engine and tool to do that? Just give me what browser allows me, but make it, you know, a free form. Something like Framer, but Framer is Framer is very far away from being that tool. If they would put a lot more money into expanding their features to be more like I also need sometimes design mobile phone apps. I can't really rely um, on all the features they have now for web, for sure. Uh, Framer is the closest to there. They're most advanced, but very niche product. Uh, and also, if if uh, these CSS properties uh, can somehow be hooked to code as well at the same time, so we don't have to repeat ourselves. Because so many times you you get hired, you come to company, and then what? You need to like figure out where design is. Uh, you miss half of the funnels and views. Uh, production has something completely else. Then you manually sync everything. And sometimes you did you didn't do that, but I will do that if we ever like redo this like frame not frame but like page in on our website or something like that. Why, why things are not more in the sync? I don't get it. But okay, rent over. No, it's a good rant. It's definitely a good rant. And it is something that's missing right now. So a lot of things are patched up and a lot of pro products feel patched up. And it's an issue. You recognize the issue. I have literally no input because it's an issue. And I just feel like, yeah, it's a huge thing. Hey, by the way, one thing I just uh, want to mention before I forget, because I managed to forget it twice already during this conversation <laughs> all these new features um they're not beginner friendly mm. my no, god people not. don't get that at all so the other day uh i asked in this posts app hey anyone wants to learn more about creating pigma plugins because i was thinking maybe i can run like a tutorial series uh, on creating plugins like can also maybe show like how to code a little bit in javascript maybe like something some simple things to to get uh, people started with with programming and plugins a lot of people raised hand they were like me 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 i want i want they have no idea about coding they know anything so the concept of mean max that's like purely extracted from coding like this they didn't even bother to change lingo and now they expect people to understand what this means. Like people who know shit about programming. I just don't understand how some features are dumbed down. Like, you know, with styles. Why do we even need styles? Why, why didn't we have uh, variables for, from day one? And then now they're introducing, now they, they realized, I guess, their mistake. By copying sketch. And... Now they're introducing this really advanced stuff for designers, which is very simple programming paradigm that very few designers really understand. What do you think about that? But that maybe gives you an idea of what the what what's supposed to set up uh, set apart different designers from each other. So as a designer, you have to know too many things. I'm not all that happy about this because 
it's difficult. It's difficult to be on top of business. It's difficult to be on top of product. It's difficult to understand how you're supposed to navigate uh, everything socially. And then you also need to know how to code in order to be able to talk with developers. You also need to know how to code in order to figure out how to set up your file now. Why would I just not be a product coder then? What? Yeah, but that's a new step. That is the next step, probably, but it's also very annoying because I'd like some free time. <laughs> I mean, uh, time keeping up with everything is just becoming so, so, so difficult. It's definitely taking a toll on me, uh, yeah. especially, I mean, I feel it now because it's been, what, a week since config, and I feel already like steamrolled over because I didn't check out the new things. I didn't have the time. I had to work. And then... When am I going to check out the new things? Usually I would check out the new things two or three months and then implement, check out a couple of videos, implement it into my files to see what's something that works best. But it's just uh, how how long, how how much more, what is sustainable? Because it's it's difficult. Well, as, as someone who works with developers, I have to say that that definitely won't uh, lessen the amount of learning and, and radical changes that happen. So I think that, it's a, a big problem with our industry generally that things are just moving so darn fast. But whether it's coding or design, there's always the fundamentals, the first principles that help us through this arduous journey. And ultimately, I think it would be... Like, design is such a big tent. Someone who is a user researcher and a coding interaction designer are both designers and they have such different worlds. So I think that it the the complexity and the growing complexity kind of forces us to kind of like try to chart our own path, our own ikigai. What is it that I really enjoy doing? Because then it's, I, I think that in, it's easy to advocate learning more user research methodology versus min-max in Figma if, to create impact in product, uh, to create more value in a service or company that we exist in. But of course, we also live in a world where the C-suite understands the value of minimax maybe easier <laughs> was, than actually talking with users. Yeah, I was about to ask. So you define your ikigai, you want to do everything that is good for the users, and then how are you supposed to get a job? Because that's not something that's as valued as actually making conversions. So you want to do research, okay, but you're wasting time. Why aren't you just designing? Yeah. So it's a, again, it's something that you have to navigate through and it's it's not the greatest time in design, I think. No, because we are still perceived as pixel pushers, rectangle makers. And like Vitaly said, it's a big tent. I mean, from research to storytelling, uh, collaborating with developers, collaborating with PMs. Like you need to like have a fucking different personality for each persona in your team. Like how are we still sane? Are we not saying that? Probably not. I'm yelling at a computer now. <laughs> but borderline, but yeah. I would just say I was so happy that little Antonia wanted to learn to code and did it because I would be so fucked right now. I would be like FOMOing super hard and being stressed. Now I feel very confident on top of the list and like very capable. So, designers, if you feel that you are inadequate at your job for some reason. The uh, best way to reduce this formal feeling and insecurity is to quit and become <laughs> a 
actually coding person. So no, start coding. It, <laughs> it, it takes maybe a month or two, like during weekends, couple of hours to watch uh, like some very light JavaScript. You don't need anything else. JavaScript videos. You will learn variables, mean, like, of course, HTML and CSS. But you will yeah. learn all of these things that Figma will announce in the next 10 years. You're good. Listen to me. I know what I'm talking Okay. I love that that's Listen the second time you've said that in this episode. It really just like ups my confidence in what, what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I already said the third Justin. time's a charm. I mean, third time we're going to uh, mutually at uh, attend a JavaScript uh, mm. camp. Or talking something. about JavaScript and coding, everybody mm. listening still, thanks. I just released version one of my Figma starter made with Vue, so you can just create something really fast if you don't know what's Vue. Don't worry, I will create shit ton of tutorials because nobody's doing those, so I think that's my golden ticket to monetization of my poor channel. Anyways, if you want to start coding, I made uh, this starter, you just clone it from GitHub, like plenty of designers are like, what the fuck is she saying right now? Never mind, I will, I will teach you everything, and yeah, I just wanted to promote my new open source thingy. Thank hey, you. Congratulations. Very good yeah. open source thinking. Yeah. No, it's it's really cool. Um, uh, so you could say that it's like a boilerplate uh, starter kit for creating Figma plugins visually. Exactly. So what's the problem? Why would you use that and not go through the menu of Figma, create new plugin and all of that? Because when you do it with Figma, it uh, assumes that you will use vanilla JS and it prepares like scaffolds files for that. But in most cases, if you have uh, some sort of interface, which probably you will if you're not working on utility plugin, it's very hard to change states and manage components with vanilla JS. This is why you want to use front-end frameworks such as React, Vue, Svelte, God forbid, Angular, and stuff like that. And my front-end framework uh, of choice is always Vue because it's the best React sucks if you have a problem with that find me well that escalated quickly <laughs> yeah um uh, she was talking to the camera and just like her <laughs> face inside of the camera yeah i think we i'm all... on the other side of the camera they're together in a room it <laughs> was not pretty <laughs> sorry i'm very passionate about this thing yeah i think you blacked out there know. for a moment <laughs> <laughs> uh okay after this uh, view commercial we can move on well, I think uh, to, to sum up, uh, one thing that we haven't talked yet that was announced at Config was the acquisition of Diagram. What? I missed that what? information. What? Really? I, I literally missed that. that as well. Oh, tell Seriously. More. Okay, so, uh, I'm kind of happy about that, though. Okay, so Figma bought Diagram. That's awesome. I mean, it's not awesome, but awesome for Diagram founder. Yeah. It, it shows really? that... If you make beautiful products that are actually sensible, you will get quick exit. Booyah! Yeah, yeah. So basically, they're saying that they're now integrating the AI tools that were being built by Diagram directly into Figma. They had like a small closed session on Figma AI possibilities in future, but that super fast guy, that Zane Wonderhurst or whatever, he made like a small clip about it. And so it's kind of some of it was kind of like uh, what Miro is doing. So, like, summarize these post its. There was also 
creating responsive versions of your layout or kind of like what Framer AI is doing. You kind of describe your layout and kind of like what they were doing also with the magician uh, previews and stuff at, at Diagram. Like basically just bringing AI into Figma natively. Uh, so I think that next year in config, that'll maybe be the big theme. I'm very annoyed with these kids that are banging behind us. Okay, I looked at the kid, kid now went. Um, uh, give it uh, a look for people who like React. Uh, I can't find anything about that. Could you link something, please? Yeah, how did we miss that? I never heard about yeah. it. So Sorry, for we're using the laptop microphone, so if there's any... Um, any tapping going on? I'm, I'm sorry for that. But yeah, there, there's this... Uh, I'll, I'll Antonio, you should tap dance in the background. So, okay. Noah Levin on the official Figma blog says, AI, the next chapter in design. And uh, so he talks about how three years ago, the founder of Diagram tweeted a short video about a plugin he built for Figma that leveraged DPT3 to generate design ideas. And then two years later, he founded Diagram, meaning that almost within one year, he went from finding Diagram to being acquired by Figma. Look, five dudes. Cute. Beautiful Western story. Love it. Yes. Congrats, dudes. So yeah, Diagram has been acquired by Figma and uh, they are busy figuring out ways of how they'll be implementing uh, AI into Figma, whether that's content creation, component creation, summarizing content, uh, helping make things responsive. Uh, but yeah, the potential is huge as always, but like with many AI things, it remains to be seen how practical it is to actually implement this stuff. Because I think now that we've kind of ridden this AI wave for a few months, we've kind of seen that there's definitely a lot of limitations when it comes to... There's a lot of cool, like, promo videos of, like, what potentially could be, but I think a lot of it is, like, on that UIZard level of just, like, the... Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm so disappointed with that, that tool. I was super excited when you shared that. That's, like, such a summary of where we are with AI. <laughs> but... I don't know. It will get there. I like that things are changing. That's a, a good thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, I really love good good business stories when some small uh, disruptive startup starts disrupting in certain field and all of that. But I am at the same time, I don't know if you have the same, Helena, like at the same time, I'm like happy for them. But also I have this feeling like, ah, uh, I, again, no women in the mix, like, nice. Like, here we go. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was actually just, like, watching the... Uh, scrolling through the thing, and then, like, white dude, white dude, white dude, white dude, white dude. That's it. Okay, moving on. <laughs> I have a great idea for a little tool for localization. Let's sell it. Bam. Um, it's, it's small enough to be bootstrapped, uh, but it's a genius tool and I just need to either freshen up my Swift coding to make it myself. Uh, I don't know with what time to be quite honest. I don't think that's even like feasible. I, I cannot reveal anything more because it's such a good idea. Somebody will steal it. Well, I have to say from that's my experience that there's definitely a, a qualified uh, legitimate teaser. Um, but, but ide good ideas are a dime a dozen. Execution is what counts. And so I think that if you feel in the future that you would like to share this idea, I think that it will very rarely lead to someone 
achieving it and making it better than you could? Uh, probably, but still, I don't want to spill the beans because uh, I had I'm working on that with with some people and some agencies uh, were commenting how ah oh, this sounds really good maybe we should build it and stuff. So I don't I don't actually mm. don't want to share too much because people okay. when when they hear it they're like oh yeah no this is more than a teaser <laughs> i would be so happy if i would have enough money to pay a uh, mac os developer to make me this app it would be done in a month tops it's so simple so effective but unfortunately i don't i don't know if some rich person wants to give me some money to pay a developer well, I hear the Apollo app creator has some new free time on his hands. Should send him a message. Hey, are you bored? <laughs> no, but that's he's a good fine. joke. He's probably he's probably mourning and playing with the pets. So, yeah. Hmm. Um, maybe you two should should learn coding so we can do all my ideas. I know enough coding to know that it isn't for me. Yeah. With Ali? Same. Yeah, yeah. Any of listeners, if you are a Swift developer, uh, please find me online. Let's do some stuff together. But anyways, do we have anything else to rehash? Uh, we, we hit one hour mark and I will die editing this. Uh, so yeah, I will. suggest let's wrap it up. I'm fine with the wrap up. Uh, config, anything else? Uh, did you guys feel bad for not going over there physically? Absolutely not. I saw a picture where it was a person next to a person next to a person next to a person. And it was not so glorious that it seemed like, you know, you're sitting in your chair and then you're clapping and like, woo! It was like a tight hallway with a bunch of people cramming with each other. So I'm super happy I was not there. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I hope to visit the West Coast at some point in again because i did live there as a kid for a few years but i'm definitely not the like if i go to a design event there better be workshops god damn it Oof, and good quality workshops not just promotional workshops hey let's make a workshop in um in august here in helsinki that's a good idea i've been meaning to to talk about organizing some some event but that is uh for another time thank you listeners for uh <laughs> coming to our config talk hopefully our uh, ideas about uh, the nature of the design industry and the big tents that we all occupy uh, has been illuminating um, and if definitely you also missed the AI announcements from config go check out the link in the episode notes and if there's any questions uh, let us know but this was really really nice well what do you feel Helena after hearing s some of these uh uh, things that uh, me and Antonia picked up from watching Config. Uh, feel any, any excitement more towards uh, looking at some of these um, new features? I'm I'm still excited, but I just need to find the time when I'm going to try them out. No time, That's only pain. No time, pain. Yeah. What should I'm I going toilet? on vacation. I do not care. Uh, tomorrow <laughs> work is done. <laughs> I am on my vacation with Dali as well. Funny thing, hey. I was drinking alcohol in the city and Vitaly passed and saw me the same day we had our vacation starting moment. Yay! 
That was right. We ran into one another. It was great. Yes. Um, that is very cute. Uh, good work, vacation people. I shall join you tomorrow. And yay, listeners, um, join us with comments. Because yeah, if you're on Spotify, there is a poll every time available for you to answer and stuff like that. So you know, just interact with it. If you're on Apple Podcasts, I think most of our listeners uh, come from there. Then forget about that. Uh, you can come to I don't our know. website and comment there. Yeah, weird. Well, you can like send us email. Did they pay the bill for email? Only you know that. <laughs> I think I did. So I think email works. So you can send stuff there. I just don't check it ever, but I will. I, I promise and I we will. We still check. have Twitter. So Twitter. We have works. Twitter? Oh, yeah, create a Twitter, but I never used it because it's too much uh, stuff for one person to handle. So I just like, yeah, fuck it. All right. Well, uh, we're going to go through some Twitter. Zapier integrations after we're done with this episode. You should. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Uh, it was very nice to chat about these things. I love the format and dynamics and everything. It was really nice. Thank you both for joining today. Uh, listeners, take you once again. Antonia is out. Bye. Bye-bye.